0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode.
1: And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening. So I'm sure at this point everybody is well aware of the beef between Pete Davidson and Kanye on account of Kim K kind of tying them together. But I saw something this week that made me, like, LOL. Yeah, I saw that, uh, so Robert Pattinson was having a Batman premiere after party. Yeah. And he rented out Pete Davidson's club Mm -hmm. or like something that Pete Davidson is a partner for. And then he proceeded to spend the entire night blasting Kanye music. Yeah. And I don't know, like I would assume Pete Davidson was there because why wouldn't he be at a Batman after party? Yeah. Like.
0: I mean, if you could go and it's your place, like you're going to hop there. on that. Yeah.
1: Then to just be berated by your partner's ex's music all night.
0: I feel like Pete Davidson though would appreciate the humor in it. <laughs> like he clearly like in anything that I have seen, which I'll admit is not much. I don't really, I've never been one to follow anything Kardashian related. So all of my exposure to this, weird love triangle whatever it is (laughs) um has strictly been just that facebook and instagram are very much like forcing me to know about it and it's not even like the people i follow or interact with are sharing anything nothing like that it's just those pop-up articles like i don't know if the algorithm thinks that it's something i would enjoy i've never once clicked on anything like that but nevertheless it is showing up (laughs) on my on my feeds so i see the article headlines and that's it and that's all i've ever known about anything that's gone on but i also saw that being one of the article headlines that he did that and i was just like if i'm here for anything involved in this quarrel between the two of them it's just Robert Pattinson stirring the shit pot. Like I love that. I'm here for it. I think it's so funny. It's my kind of humor. I feel like it's their kind of humor, and that's why it just is so much funnier.
1: Like, I'm sure I, Kanye's not too crazy no, about it, but
0: he's not he's the one that's serious. Like I think he's the one that's taking the whole thing seriously. He's very offended by everything. Um it's Pete Davidson that's never taking anything seriously. And that's kind of what makes it funnier. Like, you know, when someone's really rude to you and you're supposed to just be extremely kind to them back because your kindness will just infuriate them more. Mm -hmm. Like the more polite Mm -hmm. you are to this angry person who is mad at you, the angrier that makes them because they want you to like get angry back at them, right? Like they're looking for a fight. And so that perfectly describes Pete Davidson and Kanye, I think. So he's just like, whatever man, like... I'm just out here doing me, having some laughs, and he's all like I'm angry. I'm Kanye <laughs> And <laughs> that is, is that, that situation. your Kanye impression? I'm not here to do an impression. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm I'm well aware. There are very few impressions that I can actually feel confident in and um Kanye's just not that.
1: Kanye is only ever what Kanye wants to be.
0: (laughs) Nobody can ever know what Kanye is thinking or going to do. He's just a wild card. We like talking about
1: movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the bees knees. Oh yeah!
0: I also have some celebrity gossip to share. Okay. And mine. Spill the tea. Mine's following more in the in the Marvel range of things. You shared a kind of (laughs) DC-related thing. I'm going to share a kind of Marvel-related thing. Yep. And so, you know, there's been rumors for a while that Daniel Radcliffe is going to play a new younger Wolverine, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. um, so he apparently has addressed this, and in typical Marvel rumor-casting fashion, obviously has denied it. And so here's the quote I have him saying about the part
1: you came prepared yeah quote
0: yeah so he said so many times people come to me like hey man heard the new the wolverine news that's pretty cool no i don't know anything about it like i appreciate that somebody is clearly going like wolverine's actually short in the comic books you should get a short guy to do it he then said i don't see them going from hugh jackman to me but who knows prove me wrong marvel
1: honestly Something smells fishy. Yeah. Because any time an actor says, nah, I'm not in it.
0: They are.
1: (laughs) Like, it just automatically to me says they are.
0: It's the opposite of crying wolf. (laughs) Because it's like so many times they've been like, I don't know anything about this. Like, I'm flattered that you think this about me. But nah, they're more than welcome to prove me wrong. Right? Like, they're inviting it just to further emphasize that they're not a part of it. Which just makes me think... That, yeah, you are a part of it.
1: I feel like anytime somebody is not actually in it, they just don't say anything.
0: Yeah, they're just like, whatevs.
1: But when they go through the, no, it's not me. Hey, man, it's not me. I promise you, I'm not in this thing.
0: <laughs> because it keeps they the are. buzz going.
1: Yeah. That being said, I'd be totally down for Daniel Radcliffe. I've seen the like the art, mm-hmm. like the photoshopped pictures of him as Wolverine. Like... I really appreciate the Hugh Jackman Wolverine, Mm -hmm. huge jacked man, (laughs) but something new, something short would be great. Well,
0: and like he is old, like he's, he's getting old and you have to respect (laughs) his physical limitations and that he recognizes that he can't keep putting his body through the stress that it is to get in that.
1: Like in that physical shape If they were to introduce Wolverine into the MCU I feel like they would be Shoehorning old man Logan Into the Into kind of the cinematic universe Mm -hmm. In which case it's Starting off at the end of a story Yeah Then they're going Like where do you go from there? He's only going to get older
0: Right And I also think that Daniel Radcliffe Could do A new wolverine like i think they'd have to play the character completely different like this is a different universe wolverine kind of thing yeah i wouldn't want it to be viewed as like a replacement of hugh jackman because he was so iconic in that role but i have also seen the art and i also think physically he could fit a wolverine yeah and he's young enough Mm -hmm. that we could have him for several years so yeah. now I guess we just have to be on the lookout for Daniel Radcliffe getting inexplicably ripped
1: and, and if, that's just if we see Daniel confirmation Radcliffe with sideburns yes we know what's up
0: we know because he could just be wearing hoodies for a while <sighs> like really baggy clothes and we'd never know if he was ripped he's or not he's wearing
1: the same thing for years <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that a new Wolverine would have to do for me is the willingness to wear yellow spandex yeah because Hugh Jackman was just like, I got, I got this. Um, can you do the best at what I do thing for me? You're making me do yep. the impression Please. thing that I'm Please. not really Three, good at. Two one. two, one.
0: I'm the best at what I do.
1: And what he does is wear a leather jacket and a wife beater. Yeah. So that has kind of played out. So to get another, even a new version of Wolverine, who's just like, I'm so cool. All I wear is this. Yeah, it's like, come on, guy! Like, I, be a team player and put on the spandex.
0: I feel like the MCU has been very good at adapting comic book accurate costumes recently in a lot of their TV shows. Like, we had yeah. the Falcon with a comic accurate.
1: Yeah, Phase Four has been
0: very yeah very much for accuracy in the way things look. Yeah, so I feel like if we were to get a Wolverine in the MCU, even the X-Men, all of them, I think that the yellow color scheme, I think they'd figure out a way to do it that wouldn't be lame. And (laughs) it would work. And I think that that, it would be fine.
1: Either that or it's this really badass team of mutants who just embrace it and wear really dorky yellow and blue tights.
0: (laughs) It would be hard to take them seriously, though, I think.
1: I'm wondering, like, that could be part of the genius of it is because people are just like, Oh, look at this freak show rolling into town. Surprise, they're mutants. They're saving your town.
0: I don't know. I think that the that the costume designers in Phase 4 have done an incredible job so far, and I think that they could find a way to make it realistic and modern while still having the comic book accuracy. And I could take it seriously. And I think that they could take it seriously, too. <laughs> I did not expect to... Discuss the X Men for so long, or the possibility of a new Wolverine, but here we are moving on to our actually scheduled program. <laughs> um, we watched the new trailer for The Boys yeah, season three, season three, and there is a lot happening in this trailer. Like I, at first, we've watched it a few times. The first time I watched it, I was just really confused because it was just very quickly showing us all of these characters and they were doing all these weird things as they usually do, but without any context. So yeah. it was kind of bizarre to watch, especially the first time you have to watch it kind of a couple times to really get those snippets of what yeah. might be happening. I'll
1: admit I was not overly impressed with this trailer because it's just kind of like chaotic, Yes, but not in an organized sense. Like I, I don't really know what's happening in, Apart from Butcher has laser eyes and strength. Yeah. There was just, like, people exploding everywhere and, uh, like, people mirroring other people. mm mm-hmm. But, like, some of those people, I don't really remember who they are. Yeah. And there was, just, there was a lot in very quick, short clips. Mm-hmm. That I I didn't follow along with it, even after watching it. I've probably watched it about five times now. And you still... And, like, I I don't have a clear picture on what it means.
0: It's not your typical trailer. Like, usually a trailer follows still some sort of, like, storyline. Like, it's telling a short story that gives you little hints as to what the big picture is going to be like. And this wasn't like that at all. It's like it just picked random clips from all the episodes and just smash them together. And hey, we don't even know if it's the right order or anything.
1: We heard you like exploding people and superpowers. So we just threw a whole bunch of that together.
0: Like, I think it's, they did give us some things that I think sparked some interest that I'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of just really push things further. They're always pushing things further in the, in extremist way like how extreme the show is and like where their boundaries are they're like let's see if we can push this a little bit further and uh so like butcher obviously has powers now which is weird because he is so anti-hero yeah like he hates them wants to kill them all and that's the butcher that we were introduced with in season one and now he's got the same glowing eyes as his like arch nemesis has
1: Yeah, but it's hard to kill somebody like Homelander when you're just a dude.
0: Yeah. So I think that's going to be interesting. I wonder if that's going to introduce some self-loathing in him.
1: You mean more than he already has? Yes. Yes.
0: Like, I feel like before his self-loathing was kind of also empowering in a weird way. Like, he used that to his advantage. Like, it was like, I don't really give a shit about myself. So I'm going to go do all of this badass stuff because I don't give a fuck. Where now I feel like it could be more character development. Yeah. Because he has a self-loathing and a battle within because of how much he hates that he had to do this in order to overcome the thing that he hates most in the world, right? Mm. That's how I'm kind of viewing it. I have no idea what they're going to do, but we've also seen him come a long way just with his relationship with Huey, how he kind of views him as like a younger brother kind of thing. And he's allowing himself to be a little bit more vulnerable with him in a weird way because it's he's, he's just butcher. overall
1: growing as a person.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into his character.
1: Yeah. The thing that I noticed in the trailer that kind of gave me the most excitement was just seeing a new character. Like, they showed us Soldier Boy, Jansen Eccles, which just kind of seems like a, a fucked-up Captain America.
0: I really enjoy shows like this where it takes a similar character to a character that we already love and is already really popular like how superman is very similar to homelander Mm -hmm. and it takes that concept of that hero but is like what if they had the opposite intentions where instead of being like doing the greater good it's just entirely a messed up individual with just a lot of problems and issues and how their intentions are wrong and bad and they do things for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And so like the Captain America we know is very much a goody-two-shoes, like wholesome, all around, like team player, team leader, do everything for the right reasons and yeah. like well thought out, am I doing this for the right reasons and wanting to do good for others. Like he doesn't like bullies, he stands up against bullies. He's always had that in his in his character. Yeah. And so then you take that Captain America that we know. We've already had John Walker, who was like the real version of Captain America that was fucked up. <laughs> and then you get a show like this and it kind of takes that concept, but like completely flips it. And I think when you think about it like that, there's just so much potential for just a horrible person, like a horrible <laughs> person. Like they, it'll just be absolutely awful and chaotic and just seeing that with homelander is going to be really interesting because you already have someone that's so psychologically messed up yeah um in the trailer we do see him being woken up so he's probably going to have that same character arc as captain america where you know he's kind of out of the times for a bit i don't know much about the character i don't know how long he's been asleep or in comatose or whatever he's been in. Um, I don't
1: really know like a 100% either. Um, I don't know if I was like watching a video on about this character or if it was just like, here are my theories for season three. Um, But I saw that people were saying that this character was – part of a super crew when Vaught first made Compound V. So Stormfront was like married to the first Vaught. guy. They're Nazis. Yeah, and they're like terrible people. But she was part of a super team way back in the day. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know if this is true or just conspiracy theory stuff, but there's a chance that Soldier Boy and Stormfront We're just collectively bad.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, kind of under the guise of we're heroes, yet they just did some truly horrific things. Yeah. Then, somewhere along the lines, he gets frozen or, you know, put into stasis or something. And then he wakes up now. Can you imagine Captain America
0: waking up?
1: And even, like, yeah. But even just, like, when he wakes up and Nick Fury's like, welcome to 2012, here's some weird things. Mm -hmm. But he's crazy. Yeah. Like, him running out into Times Square and seeing all of it, just getting so shell-shocked by the sound and killing a bunch of people.
0: Yeah, like, it has the potential for just a lot of horrific events. Yeah. Which I think, again, like, pushing the boundaries, like this show tends to do, they're going to take this character and, like, fully take advantage of that is what i'm expecting just a lot of jaw-dropping moments that you're just like how did this just happen
1: yeah like reminiscent of when stormfront goes on that chase says a whole bunch of super racist things yeah and then just kills that whole family if, yeah just because they're not the same color as her
0: yeah and she's still very much in that old mindset that she was yeah yeah yeah, she's she's something else. And we don't even know what she's doing. I don't think she's dead. Like, I know we last saw her, she was, like, all burnt up and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think she's, like, just a torso. Yeah. With Darth, the Darth Vader treatment.
0: hmm <laughs> But we also got to see Homelander's kid having a temper tantrum or something. Yeah. He had just finished killing his mom. And,
1: All right. Like, I don't
0: know where Butcher sent him off to, but I think that that's going to end up badly, and we're going to have a little mini Homelander as well.
1: He is the second generation of damaged goods.
0: There's just a lot of shocking events in store for us in season three. Yeah. We also started watching Diabolical, the animated series based off of The Boys.
1: Yeah, we watched three episodes yeah.
0: of it. The first three episodes.
1: So the three episodes we watched were "Laser Baby's Day Out," mm-hmm. um, an animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents. Yeah, and I'm your pusher. Mm. Um, so we were like planning on picking a favorite and talking about it. I'm having a hard time because they're all just like fun and just special in their own way.
0: Yeah, I have a very definitive favorite.
1: Okay, tell me yours and maybe that will help mold mine.
0: Mine is the Laser Baby's Day Off.
1: <laughs>
0: I love the animation. It's very retro and very much what I grew up watching. So I think it's just really amusing to watch it more geared for adults, like the gore that's involved in it. Yeah. I love that there's no dialogue, that it's all just action. Yeah. So it's, again, just following that old school trope of animation where you have like the main character and an antagonist and how they are effortlessly destroying the antagonist mm-hmm. and I just I love that it was very much like Roadrunner coyote type feel
1: <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking that like imagine the coyote but when he falls off the cliff he just splatters into yeah it's like realistic
0: bottom. Warner Brothers animation type thing and I really really enjoyed it i found it really entertaining i found it funny i found it just all sorts of things
1: yeah so i completely agree with that um i still i don't think i have a favorite out of them though so i i really like laser baby because of th- all of the same reasons you said mm-hmm. i do love the animated short where a bunch of pissed off soups kill their parents yeah just because of the collection of just like it reminds me of Rudolph going to the Island of Misfit Toys, and there's just like, who wants a Charlie in the box? Like, who, right. who wants a soup whose testicles burn so bright and so hot that he can melt a bunch of stuff? What about or Titman? A, or yeah, whatever a dude his name? with boobs on his face. <laughs> or Mo Slow, where he just lives in slow motion. Yeah. Like, just all of these silly superpowers.
0: How frustrating would that be just in general like if you could only live life in slow motion I feel I would be so annoyed all the time
1: uh, talk about a reverse flash yeah. yeah it's just like that one was just really goofy but then it kind of had a serious ending because the one character yeah but overall it was just like a bunch of goofy soups and Justin Roiland doing his voice yeah um, Sorry, did you have something else you wanted to say about that episode?
0: I just found, like, it was another one that was like, let's see how vulgar we can make this. Like, humorously vulgar, but still, <laughs> like, some things like Titman. And, like, there's that scene where he has that puppy, and the puppy, like, motorboats his boob face. And then all of a sudden, like, milk is squirting out of his tits everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, was that necessary? I'm not sure. Like, it was shocking, which made it funny. And... Just overall weird, and I found it had moments like that throughout the whole episode that was just like the shock value that made it funny, but also was like unnecessarily vulgar.
1: Was it necessary? No. Was it just perfectly in place? Yeah.
0: I feel like they do that, though, a lot. Like that creator, he does it in Rick and Morty, too.
1: He pushes the envelope.
0: Yeah. So it's just, it's it's to be expected, but then it's still not expected. Yeah. It's so a talent.
1: <laughs> and then I also I so I really loved the third episode, I'm your pusher, because it it see so this is the art style that was based off the comics. And I really liked it because it felt more in world. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Boombox Face that can only play Hootie and the Blowfish. Like that's great, but that didn't feel like the boys. That yeah. felt like its own story. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm your pusher. It was a story of Billy Butcher getting this guy to poison a superhero yeah. and kill soups. Mhm. And it was just a little interesting uh, super murder.
0: What's uh what's Butcher's dog's name? I always forget it. Yeah, I don't know. But I loved how each episode started off with him doing something different.
1: I like the one where he licked his balls. He's licking his balls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's just, like, there. And I love Bulldogs. So, when he's in the show, I'm always like, oh, he's so cute. There was one episode in The Boys, I think it was in Season 2, where... The house got ambushed and he had the dog with him. And the whole time, I was just concerned about this dog. <laughs>
1: like, if you kill that dog, I swear to God, I will come Like, there's
0: it. pushing boundaries and then there's dog killing. And then you just can't do that.
1: If John Wick has taught me anything, it's that you can't yeah. do that.
0: So I was also just really amused at that. And I like that they animated him doing different things <laughs> at the beginning of each episode. And I'm excited to see more of what he does at the beginning of the episodes, but also... More episodes. Like I saw something online about um, an episode called like my BFF or something. Okay. And apparently, it's very shocking. Like it was a meme, and it was a very like.
1: Was it like shocked Pikachu shocking?
0: It wasn't the Pikachu one. It was another one that basically means the same thing, though. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to continue to watch it and see what other ridiculous things happen i love adult animation yes so i'm happy that it's also just short little stories that are animated and funny and enjoyable to watch
1: yeah sometimes with like the the overwhelming like bingeable tv Mm -hmm. like we started watching euphoria and there's like two seasons and there's just a lot of it yeah or like some uh, some of the shows we're starting to watch there's several seasons like there's so much and they're all an hour long episodes yeah to have just 10 minute episodes you can just pick up here and there Mm -hmm. like it's super refreshing and nice
0: it is speaking of shows that we're watching and like (laughs) binging but not we're trying to take our time pace ourselves we've been watching the punisher and we are a week Behind and where we should be <laughs> in our schedule.
1: That's my fault.
0: Um, but so we watched episodes three and four, and these episodes are very much just set-up episodes. They're giving you context yeah. into um, into Frank Castle's life before he lost his wife, when he was in the war, things that happened that led to the events of losing his family and where he is now. So there's not really much to say because they were so heavily like just giving us flashbacks all the time.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of setup with flashbacks of him, uh flashbacks of him with the director of Anvil. Yeah. Kind of some more context to what they have going on. How it's like there's that one monologue that he's giving where he's just like the training for each soldier is fifty thousand hundred and fifty yeah. But, like, when you come home, what's, that's, what, what's that used for?
0: Yeah, like, what good is your that investment in you? And, like, yeah. the country's not properly utilizing their investment in you.
1: And it's just showing, like, they are taking all of these soldiers who have been forgotten about yeah. and putting them back into a fight. Which, Which is I, questionable. Yes, especially when one of the guys who's there... Just spent the night out in a hole he dug in his lawn. I think lawn.
0: several nights. <laughs> like, and I can't imagine digging out that hole. That hole was deep and it was big.
1: Yeah, he's got some like serious mental problems, and I feel like it's it's kind of coming up in several places. Like, obviously, the Punisher is not right in the head. No, um, Micro, not right in the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's that way for a reason. Punisher is that way for a reason. This soldier is that way for a reason. But all of these people, it's just kind of giving us perspective of all the different pawns who are going to come together. Yeah. And eventually it's going to lead to something. But these episodes, it was all just like exposition.
0: Right. Yeah, I've been feeling that as well watching the last two episodes, thinking like there are a lot of little stories like there's separate things happening and different people's stories and we're not quite sure how they come together quite yet or they cross over very briefly and nothing is really lining up yet but we know that it's going to i know there's some times where it's on a certain person's story that i don't really so much care about kind of similar to when we were watching Daredevil and we didn't really care so much about what Karen and Ben were doing and we just wanted to get back to like tell me more about you know Daredevil and Fisk like what are they doing
1: get with the fisty punch yeah
0: and I feel like every show has that like you want to know more about the main character and what they're doing but to get where they're going and for it to be as satisfying of a story as it's meant to be, you have to take all the little stories and all the little bits of context along the way. Yeah, And so we're just kind of stuck in that moment now where each episode is broken up into like three different little mini stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And within these episodes on top of just kind of like the little subplots and stuff, there was one scene in episode four that I like I guarantee you they thought it would be a lot more exciting mm-hmm. than it ended up being there was like a five minute yeah back it was and really forth.
0: unnecessarily long yeah
1: card chase between Frank and Agent Madani and it, it just goes like different like three to five second clips oh, back, back and, and forth. forth and engine purring and <laughs> it's, yeah it's just like Listen to Frank's engine, then listen to Madani's engine, and they kind of sound different, so it's just back and forth. And it really could have benefited from music, because, like like I said, it wasn't as exciting as I think they wanted it to yeah. be. Yeah, the
0: only upside, I think, to it being as long as it was is that you kind of get stuck in that watching in that feeling of expectation like you know what's happening and you're like oh, okay okay and you just kind of numb a little bit like you're watching but you don't you're not really feeling anything because yeah. it's been going on for so long that it makes the impact of when um David comes and crashes into Mad- like Madonna
1: yeah
0: that it makes it more like oh my gosh what just happened like it, you have a bigger reaction because you were just in that lull of a car yeah. chase and at
1: the same time So many times when it's just like a side profile of one of the characters, you're Mm like, they're getting t boned. Oh yeah, they're going to get t boned right now. Yeah. Okay. There was no. (laughs) He's going to get t boned now, and then it goes on for so long that you're like, you expect a crash
0: to happen, but you don't know when
1: you. But for me, it even got to the point where I was expecting it to happen. Then it went on for so long that I was like, it's not happening. You know what? Maybe it's not happening.
0: And then it happened. Then
1: it happens. I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, because I, I, there was a few moments where I'm like, oh, he's gonna get t boned, oh no, 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 she's gonna get t boned, okay, so there's gonna be a crash, okay, no, there's not, I don't know what's happening, yeah, they've was, lost each other, it was, only oh no, when they we found each other, yeah. they're gonna play chicken, <laughs> never mind, they're gonna have a crash. Oh.
1: It was it was a roller coaster of emotions that uh, it <laughs> went on for way too long,
0: <laughs> kind of like this conversation. <laughs> 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 the conversation about the car crash is as boring and lullifying.
1: Nah, hopefully it was a bit more exciting. <laughs> um, we want you guys to tell us what your expectations for The Boys Season 3, Um, if there's going to be any more diabolical, mm. as well as uh, it, like if you're following along with The Punisher with us, are all these little subplots going to come together and wrap up nice and neatly with a pretty little bow?
0: Yeah. And maybe also let us know what your favorite diabolical episode is and why. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. If you can even pick one, maybe you're <laughs> like Ben and there's just too many. They're good all options. so
1: great. <laughs> let us know, Instagram, Discord. The link is in the description, like I said before.
0: And thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. If you haven't already, please make sure you download this episode. Maybe recommend us to a friend if you feel so inclined. And we will talk to you next week.